Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The, the house had a, an atmosphere, you know, you could feel there was something there. I've seen quite a lot of things and I don't usually actually get frightened. I had a, a chair beside the window and she said she often sits in that chair at night watching you sleep. Welcome to The Ghost Files. My name is Karina Machado and I'm the author of Spirit Sisters, Where Spirits Dwell and Love Never Dies. For decades, I've been listening to ordinary people tell me about their extraordinary experiences with the spirit world. Now, I'm going to share these moments with you, bringing you all new interviews every week with people who have a spooky story to tell. From seeing an apparition to receiving signs from beyond and messages from late loved ones, plus so much more. What can an encounter with the dead teach us about living? Find out each week on The Ghost Files. My guest today on The Ghost Files has a lifetime of mysterious experiences behind her. Faye, who's Scottish, says clairvoyance runs in her family and, being of Celtic descent, she has always thought of her gifts as a merely everyday thing. Today, Faye, who's a retired carer living in Queensland, is going to share a spine-tingling story about an unexpected visitor with a tragic backstory. I'm excited to introduce you to Faye, who is such a warm and wonderful storyteller. I hope you enjoy getting to know her as much as I did. Hi, Faye. Welcome to The Ghost Files. Thank you. It's exciting. So <laughs> It's lovely to have you on. Now, I know that you have a lifetime of experiences behind you, starting from when you were very little. Tell us about your first memory of experiencing something out of the ordinary. Well, actually, I was thinking about this, and um, when I, I went to bed at night when I was a child, I used to hear an orchestra play. I used to go to sleep to this orchestra, and um, it sounded like Strauss waltzes actually playing, although it wasn't one that I recognized, and um, it was so beautiful, and often in the morning, if I could remember any of it, I used to try and I couldn't write music, but I used to try by putting dots in a bit of paper, you know, going up and down. Yes. Wow. I've never heard anything like this. It's quite beautiful, as you say. It was really beautiful. Um, and I, I had not so much, I didn't have as many things happen as a child. A lot of my experiences started, particularly around the age of 20 onwards, and all seemed to be related to the house, whatever house I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, some not, but mostly um, to do with the story today because I had a visitation and it was related to the house. Oh, that's right. Well, just before yeah. we get into that, I wanted to also ask you about your your Celtic spirituality, your Scottish heritage. That seems to play a big part in your experiences. 
Absolutely. Actually, I've read some of my history and there was a witch in the family centuries ago and apparently she could turn herself into a hare mm. and when there was a battle going on, she, her husband would send her to see who was winning and she would race down and race back and tell him what was happening in the battle. Now, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but um, on both sides of my family, uh, my mother was clairvoyant, um, my father, his family. So I, I think it is prone um, in Celtic families to have that sort of gift or whatever you want to call it, passed down the family. And I had it in both sides. And uh, actually, my youngest son's the one who has it now. Okay. Oh, he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yes, I, I can understand that. A lot of people, you know, don't want to really delve into that side of things. And Faye, um, you, again, just on this lovely theme of the Celtic spirituality, you saw fairies when you were very little, didn't you? I, it, well, I didn't see them. I had a very strange experience. Um, I had a cousin who saw fairies and he said he used to play with them. This was when he was an adult. Um, he said he used to play with them. My experience was going out to play with my two cousins who were younger than me. So we were about five, four, three or something. And um, we were playing in, a, a, it was a, a museum and library near where I lived. And the, there were bushes all around this library. And we used to go in and play in there because we were so small. It was like a wood, you know, so. Mm. And... Anyway, I came across this tree that had a a big trunk and it had a hole like a doorway. And I said to my cousins, oh, this this is a fairy tree. This is a fairy's house. Um, Let's go inside. And we went in and I said, she's gone on holiday because there was no furniture. And I said, and she's magic the furniture so we can't see it. Anyway, we played in that tree all day. And there was actually a bit where you could walk up and go to what was another room upstairs, which we decided was the bedroom. Anyway, well, there was plenty of room for the three of us to be Amazing. inside the house. Very magic faraway um, tree, which was my favourite book as a kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, uh, we eventually, uh, we heard our parents shouting our names and we had to be home before dark of course and we'd left early in the morning and we still hadn't come home and we ran out of the tree you know in panic and it was dark outside now the weird thing was it didn't seem to be dark inside the tree but we took off running down the road and um, my cousins went with my aunt and uncle and my father waited for me and he said oh where have you been and I said Oh, we've been in a fairy's house all day, and the fairies let us play there. Anyway, he said, okay then, and but in the morning he said, would you take me and show me the fairy house? And I said, yes. And he took my hand, and off we went to the bushes up at the library. And I said, it's in here. So he crawled into where the bushes were, and it wasn't there. And I ran around searching for this tree, and I said, it's gone. And I said, oh, Dad, there really was a tree. And he said, being part Irish too and Scottish, he said, oh, I believe you. And I'm sure he did believe me. There were only bushes there. There was no big tree. I mean, it would have to have been a a big tree. Mm. But no such tree even existed. So 
we played in the very house all right. It's a lovely, very magical memory, and I'm I'm so happy you shared it with us. It just brings a bit of magic to our day. But now, um, Faye, tell us about the house on the Sunshine Coast that you were living in at the time of yeah. the experiences that you're about to share with us. Yeah. I lived there for about nine years in the hinterland of the Sunshine Coast. It was a Queenslander uh, sitting in about half an acre. I, I lived there with my mother and my son, and from the day we moved in, things happened in that house. I mean, it was haunted, uh, quite definitely. I mean, we had a woman that used to wander around, and lots of other things happened. But um, uh, we had a visitation from a boy, and um, I was in bed one morning, and I was lying on my side and opened my eyes, and there was a boy kneeling beside my bed. And he was about, I thought, 15, 16, black, curly hair, a, a really good-looking boy, too. And he was grinning. And it was actually the grin that spooked me. I've seen quite a lot of things, and I don't usually actually get frightened. But I, it was the grin somehow seemed a bit creepy. And I jumped out of my bed, and I put my hands over my eyes, and I said, oh, please don't grin at me. It's you know, a bit spooky. And I looked back uh, to the bed and he had completely disappeared. Before you go on, sorry, Faye, let's mm. let's just talk a little bit more about what this boy looked like. So was he a solid figure or a wispy, shadowy figure? Oh, absolutely solid. Um, anybody I've seen or any spirit I've seen has been solid, just like you, me, anyone else. Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah. And what was he so, wearing? I'm not sure. It was really, it happened very quickly and it was his face. Well, his face was staring into my face. <laughs> <laughs> so he was kneeling by the side of your bed. Is that, is that yes, right? Yeah. So I, I couldn't really see, um, you know, the bottom part of him at all. I just, um, you know, just his face grinning into my face. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's a, a little bit of a shock when you're waking up in the morning. Oh, just a little. <laughs> what time of the um, night or morning was it? Morning, yeah, early oh, morning oh. when I wakened up. Okay. So I was such a fun, you know, I was still a bit dozy and, oh, you know, opened my eyes and there he was. I know that it all happens in a split second, but did you get any sense mm. of what he was there for? Not at the time because it, it was so sudden, but... I've, I mean, I've thought about it a lot since then, and I think he was just sort of popping in to say hello. I think also he was quite excited himself that I could see him. You know, it was like, right. oh, she can, she can see me. And that's <laughs> big grin in his face. A big grin, and that's one of the most intriguing aspects of your story because it's not like some sort of residual energy that you're seeing, you know, a vision that, that plays the same sort of like on repeat. No, you saw a sentient spirit. And, and not just me, am I? <laughs> yes, well, I was about to ask you, what happened a few days later? Your mum came to you. Uh, yes, well, I have to say in, in my family because these sort of things do sort of happen quite regularly. We're at the stage now we don't even mention it. It's just like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, um, so it was, a, it was a few days Later, I was in the kitchen and making some tea and toast again in the morning. And um, my mother came through and she said, well, I just had the weirdest experience this morning. And I said, oh, what happened? And she said, 
Well, I wakened up, opened my eyes, and there was a boy kneeling beside the bed. And I laughed and I said, was he grinning at you? And she said, no. She said he, he was just looking at me. And I clapped my hands and said, oh, good, you learned the lesson. Don't grin, it's a bit scary. <laughs> ah, so he took on board your advice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, I, of course, said, uh, what did he look like? Well, it was the same description, a teenage boy, nice-looking boy, just staring at us. And, wow. um, and then he guess he disappeared. And so I then said, well, that's funny because I saw him too. And um, so we compared notes and it seemed to be the same boy. Mm-hmm. So must have been oh, nearly a week later. My son came through in the morning and he said, Mum, I just saw a boy kneeling beside my bed this morning when I wakened up. And I said, what did he look like? Oh, he was a teenager, you know, he had, you know, black curly hair, um, nice looking boy. And I said, well, join the club, now you're the third person. <laughs> <laughs> what an extraordinary and, thing. Mm, How old was so, your son, sorry, Faye? I what he was about, oh, probably 19, 18, 19. Okay. Uh, when, he, when that happened, he's seen a lot of other things too, though. Well, as I say, looking back, I think he thought, Oh, I've got a family of people that I can pop in and say hello to. And they, you know, they see me. So within a matter of weeks, all three of you had seen the same boy in the same position, kneeling at the side of the bed, watching Uh each family member closely. Yes. But you're the only one he smiled at. So it's interesting. What do you put that down to? Because I said when I jumped out of bed, you know, I saw a film when I was a child and it really scared me. And I can't remember the story, but it was about a chauffeur who was some creepy guy. He was all dressed up in a chauffeur outfit and he'd pull up outside a house and get out the car and stand up and stare at the window and grin. And I don't know, it really scared me, this grin. And I think it sort of reminded me of that when uh-huh. the boys were grinning at me. And, uh, yeah, it sort of spooked me a bit. Of but, course. Um, but, it's, but I don't, yes, go I on. don't think, uh, I don't think that, um, after that, you know, when I jumped up and I said, oh, don't grin at people because it's creepy. That's why he grinned at me, but he didn't grin at my mother or my son. He, he just, I don't know, looked at them. He just looked at them. So, yes, as we said, it, it's almost as if he did take on what you said, which is amazing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah he did. <laughs> and so your story has a very interest. I mean, it's in, absolutely intriguing for so many reasons, but one of the reasons mm. is that you were eventually able to shed some light on his identity. Tell us about that. That's right. Um, I met a woman. She came up to my house and I asked her in. And we were talking, and the the house had a, an atmosphere, you know. You could feel there was something there. Um, and I don't really mean the boy, other things. Anyway, we got into a sort of conversation about psychic stuff and that sort of thing. And I told her about the boy that happened around about that time. And um, she said to me, to my amazement, she said, well... I have married into the family who used to own this house. And she said it used to be a farm. And the farm was eventually sold, I guess, years before. And the property was subdivided. And she said, um, 
if there was a boy who was killed here or something, she said, um, I, I might be able to find out who it was. I'm going to go back and ask the family. And she said, I'll get back to you. So it was about two weeks later. I hadn't heard from her. I didn't know this woman very well, actually, at all. I just met her that day. But about mm. two weeks later, I hadn't heard from her. And I was in the village um, at the post office when there she was. And she came up and she said, oh, I've been, you know, going to come to see you. I've got a story about the boy. Now, she told me his name, and which I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. because I know the family's still around. She told me his name um, and said that, um, he had one weekend, he, he did live in, he did live in that house, but, um, when it was a farm. And one weekend he had invited school friends, um, to come to play at his house, you know. And they had been riding on the tractor and taking turns on the tractor. And the boy who lived there, I guess he had more experience in the tractor and maybe was showing off, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But he had, gone at quite quite some speed across what was at that time a field and there was a great big kind of dip in the field and the tractor rolled and he was killed so and he was yeah 16 years old um so oh wow (laughs) and so Faye do you know roughly roughly what uh, sort of decade that happened in and when was your sighting yeah, I, I don't know. And that's a, a thing I, I didn't even think to ask. When were they living there? I mean, maybe somewhere I could find out. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know when it was subdivided or when it was still a farm. But I lived there myself in that house for about nine, ten years. Okay. And, um, so it must have been quite, quite a lot of years beforehand. Okay. And when you saw happened. him, that was, I think, was it around the 1990s? Yeah, well, what's about 14, 15 years ago, something like that. Okay. Um, and I saw him. Yeah, I was living there at that time. <laughs> I've and often wondered what the new people are thinking in that house. <laughs> yes, that's a good question. But I would I would wager that the people living in there may not all be three gifted mediums of Celtic heritage either. <laughs> well, that's right. They might never have seen a thing. Yeah, that's right. But um, but. Just before we we go, I'd like to just pick up on something you said earlier because you mentioned that so much had been going on in that house and you knew that it was haunted. It sounds like he wasn't the first spirit you saw there. Oh, no, absolutely. I think the woman who wandered about, I think she'd been there for a long time. I actually had a friend who was um, a minister uh, of the spiritualist church. She was a medium and I didn't tell her, but I asked her up one weekend and she went into my bedroom and sat in there for a while. Then she came out and she went into a bedroom next door, which uh, I was a bit spooked about. And um, my, one of my sons had brought a girlfriend up once to stay the night and she was terrified because somebody ripped all the blankets off her bed. Oh. <laughs> I thought, right, I'll put this woman in here as well. And when she came out, first of all, um, she said she felt really quite dizzy that the it's very powerful, the vibes in that house, the um, ghostly vibes. And she said that um, the woman had lived there at one point and she had two children. And um, her husband walked away and she was 
sort of sad. She was always wait, waiting when I'm coming back or something. Mm-hmm. But she said uh, she, my bedroom had been her bedroom, and she said she, I had a, a chair beside the window, and she said she often sits in that chair at night watching you sleep, which I didn't really like. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she said, oh, I did a lot of art then, you know, and she said she really, the children love your drawings. I was writing a little children's book about mice and I'd been drawing all these mice mm. and um, she said the children love your artwork and the woman, she said, you know, they really like you and I thought, oh well, that's okay. <laughs> that's why they were around you, yes. Uh, so it seems, but um, yeah, we all saw her. Um, she was um Sitting at um, my son was sitting at the dining table um, one night doing his um, homework, and my bedroom door was open and it was off the dining room, and I was in the lounge watching TV and he wandered through and he said, "Oh, you are in here watching TV, Mum." And I said, "Yes." And he said, "Oh, who is that woman in the long white dress walking around your bedroom?" <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, Faye. <laughs> Lots of strange things in there. Lots I went into my, I had a walk-in wardrobe. This is quite strange. I walked in to get something out of it one day. And, I mean, it was in the middle of the house. There's no, no windows or anything in it. And this breeze, strong breeze, came past me and out the door. Mm. And I thought, oh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it certainly sounds like you have got enough to fill a book and it, and I would encourage you to do that because you'd have yeah. amazing stories and hopefully we'll get you back on The Ghost Files soon to share yeah. a couple of others because I know that you've got a couple of other beautiful and incredible stories up your sleeve. Yes. But before we close today, I wanted to ask you, could you share with us, Faye, your thoughts on what an encounter with the dead can teach us about living? I think it's a terrible shame that um, everyone doesn't see those things because I think it absolutely changes your life and, and for the better as well. And just imagine, you know, the people who've lost someone and they're grieving, how it would be if they thought they could see them again or if they could see them again or even any any spirit and know that you don't actually die at all. You just move into a different dimension. It would be ha- a happy thing for people to know. And I think also and the world would be a better place if they realised that when we die, it's not the end of things. And you should be sort of careful of how you lead your life. You don't know what's waiting on you over there. <laughs> yes, well, that is so true. And I agree with you that there's certainly a lot to be gained from um, experiencing these things. And if we're not perhaps so lucky to do so, just um, listening to stories like yours, Faye. So thank you so very much for joining us on The Ghost Files today. Your life and your stories are intriguing and we can't wait to have you back on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for opening up The Ghost Files with us. I'm Karina Machado and we'll be back next week with more true life tales of spooky encounters. So please rate, review and subscribe. It helps others just like you to find the podcast. In the meantime, you can check out my other podcast about mysteries and marvels, Spirit Sisters, based on my best-selling book. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time for more Goosebumps.